Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the book of Daniel, but we haven't been in the book of Daniel lately. <laughs> you know, we've been chasing some cross-references around uh, related to the ninth chapter of Daniel, particularly the last four verses. And so we've gone through Matthew and Mark and Luke and seeing how Jesus responded to some questions that four disciples had asked him. And at one point, Jesus had told them that when you see the abomination of desolation that was spoken of by Daniel the prophet, then you need to do certain things. And so we've read those uh, various things that Jesus said in previous episodes. So now I want us to go to Luke 21. In our last episode, we were in Matthew 24, where Jesus started giving some picture examples, some parable-like examples uh, of some things that would give people understanding about what he was talking about. And it gives us understanding. So in Luke 21, we see a parallel passage about the parable of a fig tree. So Luke 21, beginning in verse 29, <coughs> excuse me, and Jesus says this. Then he told them a parable. Behold, the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they put forth leaves, you see it and know for yourselves that summer is now near. Now, let me just interrupt here. It's always interesting to read the parallel accounts that you see, particularly Matthew, Mark, and Luke, because they'll have quite often a, a, the same story or the same event, but uh, they see it from uh, and hear it from different perspectives. They're writing to different people groups, and they'll have little nuances. They'll, one will have details that another won't have. It doesn't mean that one is superior than the other. It doesn't mean that one account is inferior than the other. We just see different things. Here he said, Behold the fig tree and all the trees. In Matthew, Matthew just said, Behold the fig tree. So the idea is not so much the trees, it's what we see from them. And he's saying, As soon as you see them put forth leaves, you see it and you know for yourself that summer is now near. So in other words, you look at a tree, when you see the leaves start to come forth, you know that warmer weather's coming, you know that spring is coming upon us and that summer's coming. He's just telling them, Hey, in the same way that you know this and you observe this, watch this, verse 31. So you also, notice that, so you also, when you see these things happening, recognize that the kingdom of God is near. That the kingdom of God is near. Now, didn't Matthew, I think Matthew said that the return of the Son of Man is near. So we see that there's something here with the return of the Son of Man. We see that there's something related to the kingdom of God. Now, the kingdom of God is an amazing study of its own, okay? And you can spend a lifetime seeing what the Scripture has to say about that. Uh, the kingdom is very, very interesting. The kingdom is now and is yet to come. Jesus quite often says, as a matter of fact, what Jesus preached was the kingdom of God. You know, a lot of times you'll ask people who are true believers, ask them, you know, what did Jesus preach? And, and they'll say, oh, he preached the gospel. Oh, you mean he preached the death, burial, and resurrection of himself? Well, no, he didn't really preach that. He preached the kingdom of God. And often he said, the kingdom has come near you today. In other words, the kingdom was manifested near you today. So what he's saying here in Luke 21 is that when you see all these things happen, all these things that we've covered that Jesus spoke in this little discussion, then recognize that the kingdom of God is near you. Verse 32 continues, Truly I say to you, 
this generation will not pass away until all things take place. So we covered that in the Matthew thing. He wasn't saying this generation from the point of view of the ones that he was speaking to in the first century here. He's saying the generation that sees all these things take place like that, then this generation will not pass away. In other words, this stuff, once it starts happening, it's going to happen quickly. Now, watch what Jesus says here. The last three verses we'll look at today. Verse 34 of Luke 21. He gives us a command, an instruction. Be on guard. Be on guard. Well, be on guard related to what? He tells us. Be on guard so that your hearts will not be weighted down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of life. And that day will not come on you suddenly like a trap. For it will come upon all those who dwell on the face of the earth. There's a day that's coming. And those that dwell on the face of the earth, it will come upon them. And it will be quickly. It's really speaking of the day of the Lord and what's going to be happening then. So he's telling us and telling his disciples and telling us as believers to be on guard. Be on guard to where your heart won't be weighted down with drunkenness, dissipation, with the worries, the cares, the concerns of life. Don't be sidetracked by that kind of stuff. He says, be on guard. And then he gives another instruction, verse 36. But keep on the alert at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are about to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. There's all these things that are going to take place, and he's telling us to be on the alert. The major thing that the believer needs to be on the alert about is, uh, well, it's twofold. He gives it to us. Don't let your heart be weighed down. But know this. He told us, told us in Matthew and earlier in Luke 21 here that there's going to be a great tribulation that will come against those who believe, unlike anything that has occurred before. So that's why he's saying, pray that you may have strength to escape all these things. You know, a lot of times people say, well, if this tribulation is coming and we know it, then Jesus expects us to walk through it, then we just walk through it. Remember what he said. No, when you see that man of lawlessness, when you see the abomination of desolation standing in a place where it should not be, let those in Judah flee to the mountains. The Lord tells them to flee. Here he says, pray that you have strength to escape. Okay? Escape all these things, this great tribulation. He actually told us earlier that when this kind of stuff is happening, that you're going to see the sun, moon, and stars go dark. Remember that? And in Luke, he said, at that point in time, then lift up your head, for your redemption draweth nigh. And that lift up your head has always had the idea in my mind that you're sort of conquered down. You're sort of crapped down. You see what's going on. You don't have your head buried in the sand. It's not talking about that. But it's talking about the fact that some stuff is happening, some stuff is going down. You're laying low. You're being careful with some things. But now, when you see the sun, moon, and stars go dark, when you see this kind of stuff happen, know this, that your redemption is drawing nigh. So pray that you'll have strength to walk through. Now, then there's also this element. To pray um, that you will persevere to the end. The primary evidence that we are truly saved we can go through a bunch of things that the Scripture talks about, and they're all great. You know, you'll have the fruit of the Spirit. You'll have feelings within your heart. Your mind, your heart will be transformed. Yes, all that's absolutely true, and that is evidence. But one of the primary evidences we have is that you press on to the end. 
that you press on the end. John talks about that in First John. Uh, apparently, there were a group of people that had left them, the believers. And John said, don't worry about it. Don't fret over it. If they had been of us, they would have stayed with us. The fact that they left proves that they were not of them. Now, we're not talking church membership, okay? We're talking about the faith here. Same thing here, that we need to have the strength to persevere to the end. The fact that you are empowered by the Most High God to persevere to the end proves that you are His. And that's what he's saying. Pray that you have strength to escape all these things that are about to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. Folks, we live in interesting days right now. I know a lot of folks think that things are unlike anything that's ever happened uh, historically or politically or anything like that. That's not true. Uh, I was reading a book this last week related to, uh, you know, a subject and just the things that were said about the politics of the 19th century in the United States. All you could do is I'm just listen. I was listening to the book. Actually, you listen to it going, well, there's nothing new. Nothing has changed. Yes, there are intense times that we live in in some ways, but folks, this is nothing, nothing compared to that which is yet to come. Be on the guard. Be on the alert. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you next time. Goodbye.